The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. But Muhammad's kicks have led the dance, as has his pressure. God put me in that type of shape at that right time for that right call to make this choice. Remember the name, Muhammad! Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous. Listen to me, we're at it. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered, Matt and I. It's so weird seeing you on a little screen after having enjoyed your company on Saturday. It was so nice to see you, Jimmy. You too, you, buddy. The wife, uh, your apartment, your your terrace, terrace. Yes, yes, terrace. It's so nice out there. Jimmy, I enjoy visiting you. I feel at home now. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm almost too at home. I spent a lot of time in your bathroom. I apologize. That was okay. Um, we have we videotaped, so we my, my wife and I enjoyed it after your struggles. Um, and we're going to have Bilal Muhammad on today. We were supposed to have Andre Feely, but he couldn't quite work out the time. So we'll have Bilal in a few minutes, which I would love to get his take on that fight. And now the talk about Rachmanov getting the, the next shot at Ian... Uh, um, Leon Edwards, who Leon said that he doesn't think that Bilal should be next. So I'd love to hear Bilal's take on that. Hey, man. I mean, all I know is, you know what's really wild? You know, first of all, congrats to the uh, the champions who retained their belts. Um, yeah. We got Pantoja, who had a, um, a great performance. He's very dominating. Yep. You know, over Brandon Ravel. And uh Yeah, he really you know, was. And and Leon Edwards, you know, I always thought he's a really a solid guy, a good guy, nice guy. Yep. You know, I really fell for him, Jimmy. And I was at your house, and I'm glad I didn't get emotional. But when he's after he just retained his title and and he did it in and you know, listen, I he did it. Phenomenally, he just he, he's outclassed Colby all around. Yeah, he, he was beaten. He out wrestled, and yeah. uh, he was still deeply disturbed. This is why I don't like people who are like, oh, it's just selling a fight. Colby said something about his deceased father who was murdered when he was thirteen years yeah. old. Colby doesn't have children. When you, I have children around that age. So when you, if you think how devastating it must have been. For him, as a 13-year-old child, for his father, not only to die, but to get murdered. 
And for somebody to use, as he said, for entertainment, he almost couldn't get it out of his mouth. He was starting to uh, get upset. Yeah. Dude, Jimmy, that is something. That's where when we people say people say that um that Kobe is a piece of shit. Yeah, it's 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 literal. Like in other words, you can't just say that's a pro wrestling thing and and no. because you know what, man. That's going to follow him around for the rest of his life. He's going to be known as just a dirtbag. And his best years look like they're uh, behind him. He is 35 years old. And I know you're going to point out what you always point out. Sure, what you did when you were 35. I know. I don't want to talk about it. Sure. Putting Frank Trigg unconscious. Easily. But, easily. And uh, I knew I looked pretty much like a spring chicken. But the point yeah, is, you did. A year later, I retired. How about that? Sure. After my title fight. When it's time, it's time. Colby looked awful. He looked he terrible. Low. The only time he had any bit of success is when Leon actually gave it to him on a platter by trying to match him in the, in the wrestling, and then he could lose a scramble. Which was, a, I thought, a mistake by Leon. I thought he, that was really allowed emotion to interfere with what he was doing. Uh, or just a technical mistake, because he looked sound. He looked... He didn't get up. He didn't get it. Look emotionally. He's such a professional that he's, he didn't let that creep back in until it was over. Well, you know, he admitted to, he did admit that he wanted to outdo him at that. And it was like when Kevin Holland um, didn't stay on the ground, he allowed something outside the, the moment to interfere with his decision-making. And it does happen. I'm sure even to the best of them. And luckily it didn't hurt Leon, but I didn't like that. He did that because I felt that could have hurt him. Although it didn't. It's the only success that Colby had. Sure. And, uh, you know, Leon just looked great. He walked out of there, looks like without a scratch. Colby's legs were messed up. He got just outclassed. And again, he looked slow. He looked old. He did. Dana said it. Yeah. I felt, even when I was watching it with you, I was telling you, dude, he looked soft. He looked, he didn't look, he didn't look like the relentless. Listen, I always said the guy was a dick, but he was a good fighter. Now he's just a dick. Now his fighting skills are starting to diminish. And I know you don't like Connor either. And Connor has said some things I know a lot of people didn't like. But one thing you have to give to him is when he loses a fight, he says, ah, he was the better man tonight. He got me. Good fight. He got me. Like, Connor doesn't fucking snivel and blame judges. Or he just, he kind of just owns that he, lo he lost. I mean, yeah. He not said the last that, fight, not the last fight, but yeah. What the last oh, was a broken leg, though. I mean, I mean, like he, but he, he, when a guy gets him, he says he missed the guy got him, and I've always liked Connor when he lost. Like I've always liked the way he handled his losses, because at least he's handling it like a guy I respect. When they How lose. did Colby handle it? I mean, it was it was really embarrassing. Like it wasn't even angering. It's embarrassing. Like he, he he's doing the like thing on his waist, and it's almost like Colby, you don't believe this. Yeah. Like it seems. <laughs> Fake. Like, it's fake. He he ruined his life. His life is what is he gonna do after this? What that guy's opening a school? What is that guy doing? Did he make enough money just to go off to the sunset? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But he is just known, and it's it's so universal. But that's what I, it's so universal. That's what I like about it. Yeah, it's you got Patty Pimplet, you got uh all these other gentlemen from all over the different parts of the world agreeing that he's a piece of shit for what he said about Leon's dad. Yeah. And you get guys like Chael Sonnen, right? 
who guy like Colby, you could tell wants to be Chael, who was such a master at it. And he'd say, yeah, have have your wife bake my food medium rare. Like he walked the line, but he never said anything that fucking horrible. And he was, and he was funny and he was charismatic. Like everyone liked Chael. You couldn't not like him even when he was being a bad guy. No, yeah. Well, Chael, he did it with some class. You know, he's funny. He's yeah, funny. He's, he's funny, Chael. He does some funny stuff. But, uh, and again, the other guy's not witty at all. He has these lines made up and he just tries to be offensive. And I'd know? like to tell him, like, he's, he's, you could tell Trump was even uncomfortable with his speech at the end. He like, Trump was smiling, but it's like, I hate to tell Colby, but Trump likes guys who win. It's like, true. Trump doesn't like someone who loses three shots in a row. I'm sure Trump likes him, but uh, it's funny. I could see on Trump's face that he looked. He was smiling politely, but he looked a little uncomfortable yeah. because there was nah, no grace know, in it. There was no grace in it whatsoever. You know what's great about this? And, you know, I, I like success for everybody, except for this guy because he's yeah. a third. So it's really great knowing that he will never be a champion. A no, he won't be. You're right. He will and never he, be a champion. And we no. should bring in Bilal. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Matt. Bilal is in the way. He just jumped in. And he calls out Wonder Boy, who's like, we love Wonder Boy, but he is 41 years old. And like, he calls out a guy like who, who's just coming off a tough fight. Like, that's fine. But to act like Wonder Boy is a dick, everyone likes him. Yeah. yeah and, he say, and he says stuff about Wonder Boy. Why would Wonder Boy even want to deal with that? Yeah, he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to deal with that. No. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Yes, Bilal. Let him pile hey, up. Hey, Bilal. No, Muhammad. Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing, sir? Good to see good, you. Good. How you guys doing? Good to see you guys, man. It's always good seeing you guys. Jimmy's yeah. been doing so much jujitsu. He's eyeing that collar right now. <laughs> that is a very nice collar that I'm sure I would miss the choke on, but it's still, it's still I'm not that good at jujitsu, but I do love it. Hey, Bilal, I, I, I of course know that you must have enjoyed on some level what happened. Um, what did you feel about Colby getting the shot because he was the, the the last, I think, backup for Usman Edwards? And what did you think of the performance and the ring rust and all that stuff? Uh, honestly, I don't even think it was ring rust. I just think Kobe sucks. Like, Kobe's not good. The guys he's beaten were all on their way out, uh, kind of. They're all, no disrespect to any of those guys, but most of them were three fight, four fight losing streaks at the time that they gave it to Kobe. So, Kobe definitely didn't earn a spot. And, uh, he showed it this time when you're going against a high level guy in Leon Edwards, 
he literally looked like an amateur out there. His striking looked terrible. His wrestling didn't even look good. The only time he was able to get takedowns was when fourth and fifth round and Leon got tired. Um, and that's always been his issue too. But yeah, I knew from the beginning that Kobe wasn't good. And I always said it, that Kobe's the easiest fight in the division. So if I was able to ever fight him, I would have embarrassed him. But he honestly embarrassed himself. He did look like shit. He looked like shit. He could not – usually he gets guys on their heels, use the striking to set up the takedowns and just be relentless. Uh, again, it could be versus, like you said, guys more uh, on their way out. But, yeah, I mean, I don't – I mean, he wasn't going forward at all. He was – he looked like a deer in headlights. He was just getting outstruck, out, out – uh, he just – it was just really one-sided except for the times that Leon – made the mistake of initiating some grappling, you know? Yeah, I think Leon did a good job of putting him on his heels right away. Like you said, Kobe's so good at pushing you backwards and pushing you to the fence, but he doesn't have any power to make Leon fear anything of backing up. So Leon was like, all right, well, throw your punches at me. I'm going to counter off you because Kobe doesn't have anything to, like, when Usman did it, Usman has power. So you're like, all right, I got to respect his punches. You didn't have to respect anything with Kobe. He was uh, afraid. Kobe was afraid to throw of just being countered. It was wild. Uh, you know what's really great? I was just telling Jimmy. Now, the fact that he's 35 and he had this performance, even Dana saying he looked old, he looked slow. I'm going, listen, he'll never be a UFC champion. He will never be a UFC champion. He sold, if this is all an act, he sold his soul for what? For what? I, unless he's just genuinely a piece of shit. Uh, I mean, I think he generally is, right? When you talk about a guy's father and, uh, you know, somebody, something like that, like, that's not an act. That's something inside of you that's just pathetic. And yeah. people could say, oh, when you meet him in person, he's nice. I'm like, bro, no. To, to go that low, you're just a dirty person. I'm so happy that you're 0-3 in title fights. Like, you'll never be on that throne. You could say, oh, I was the, I was the bad guy, heel, yada, yada, yada. But at the end of the day, you're yeah. never going to have that, that C next to your name. He did get three shots at it. And it's not, you know, even more that, or just as much for me as the stuff he says before, which I don't care as much about, is the way he handles a loss. Like we were just talking about, you know, like when guys lose a fight to just always blame the judges or always blame, like to not know that you clearly lost that fight. Like he clearly lost that fight uh, badly. I think four to one, um, not even three to two. Uh, and he thinks he won three, four, and five. It's just, he's either, he's either mentally ill or just, uh, just can't, uh, admit that he's lost the fight. I don't understand what's going on with him. Yeah, I don't think he's smart. Like he's he seems like a very stupid person. Um, and yeah, I'm watching this fight, and I'm like, at what point are you gonna go balls to the wall? Because I was like, dude, you just lost four rounds. Uh, at at some point, you have to be like, all right, I need to get a finish here. I need to go something. I don't even know. I'm I'm wondering what his corner said to him in between rounds. I wonder if you're, they're giving him like false information. Like, hey, you're lo you're looking good out there, man. Just just keep backing up and running away and getting punched in the face because. We, we got this fight in the books, but yeah, it just was a, a all around terrible performance. And honestly for Leon, it was like, at what point do you put your foot out of the gas and be like, all right, well, he took me down twice and I'd gotten up so easy that there's nothing to fear here. So now I could go for the kill because there's nothing coming back from Kobe's end. Like he's not going to rock you with a punch. Uh, he's taking you down. That was the only thing that you could be afraid of, but you pop right back up. So at what point do you make him pay for the words that he said about you and about your family and go, all right, now I'm going to make this guy really feel pain. 
I, I bet if Leon could redo that fifth round, he would. I'll bet you he may. I think like he admitted at the end that he kind of wanted to beat him in his own game in a way. Like there had to be something satisfying about that or feeling hum like he could humiliate him by out wrestling him. But I, I felt tactically that could have wound up bad because Colby is a, a decent wrestler. I mean, that's definitely not what he should have been doing with, with Colby. And I think that was his emotion. I think that was him working through that emotion of I'm going to beat this fuck at his own game. And I, just, I, didn't, I wish he didn't do that. Yeah, I mean, I wish he didn't do it. So I wish he broke his jaw. Like Kobe deserved to have his jaw yeah. broken or his nose broken or uh, another chipped tooth somewhere in there. But yeah, I mean, I think to me, honestly, Leon didn't look great that fight. I think Kobe just sucks. But like Leon could have did a lot more with that in that fight to, you know, prove himself and cement himself as a, a pound for pound person king. Now, what's the problem now? What do you think is the problem with them making you versus Leon now? Do you think it is? that you guys were already, you fought, and it was so anticlimactic because of the eye poke. Was that eye poke the first or second round? That was right at the beginning of the second round. Yeah. Okay. And the first round, well, how would you judge the first round? Tell Literally, me. I, just, I just posted a video. I posted a video. Like, no oh. bias. No bias. I posted a video of it, and I was like, bro, it was a 10-9 first round from all three judges. People will, will sit there and say, oh, it was this, dominant, this, this, and this. But I'm like, I took that fight on three weeks' notice. My head, main head coach got COVID the, the wake up, so he wasn't in my corner. We had a new corner. And literally, it was a 10-9 round, and there's four other rounds to be yeah. judged. And I'm a five-round fighter. So people could make all the excuses they want and say what they want. Secondly, I'm the one who got eye poked. I didn't poke him in the eye. Yeah. I didn't commit the foul. He's the one who committed the foul. So as a man, out of respect, but, all right, you know, I'm going to give him a shot back. There's unfinished business there. And for me, it's like, I've beaten five top 10 fighters after that. Four of those top 10 fighters were top five fighters, and I dominated them. I dominated Gilbert Burns on three weeks' notice. I haven't lost in five years. There's nobody that should be ahead of me for this title fight. There's nothing that should be said. Even when, when I took that Gilbert Burns fight, they said, if you win, you're the number one contender. That's it. There's nothing else. You could sit there. There's only one other guy in the division that should be up there, and that's Shopcott. But he just beat Wonderboy, and I dominated Wonderboy before him two years ago. Uh, and, and after Wonderboy, I beat two other top five guys. So no disrespect to him. He's an amazing fighter. Let me and Leon fight. I'll give him the next shot. I'm not going to be that champion that sits out and calls for Conor McGregor or somebody like that. I want to fight the best guys in the world. Like, I've, I've bled. I've, I've sweat. I've cried. Everything I needed to do to get to this point, and I did everything right. So I deserve the shot, and I earned the shot. It wasn't – it's not given to me. There's no privilege here. It was – I'm on a nine-fight winning streak. What else do I need to do? You've only lost once since 2016, I think. Like, I mean, it's yeah. crazy how many good fighters you have beaten. And you, if you want to look purely at numbers, Shavkat beat Wonderboy. Number five beat number six. And again, it is Stephen Thompson, but he still he beat the, the guy who's one lower than him. I definitely think you deserve it next. And maybe if is he going to get surgery on his uh ankle. on his ankle? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's getting ankle surgery as well. So let him let him get his rest and let let the division keep moving. But Leon's a guy that usually sits out a lot, even with Leon with his, his excuses. I think that Leon understands that I did take that fight on three weeks' notice. He knows that I, I wasn't – I was a shell of the guy that I am now. I'm a whole different person. I've grown so much since that fight. I've only gotten better and better. So the excuses he's making, like, oh, well, you know, he, he hasn't earned it yet. Why is he going to skip the line? How am I skipping the line, you moron? I've literally beaten nine guys. And for a guy like him who's had to take the long road himself to get his title shot, right, he had to go – they yeah. weren't giving his shot. And he was like, oh, you know, let me get my shot. When I'm a champion, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. So he's doing the same exact thing that these other guys did. 
Yeah, who does he want? Did he say who he wants? Or could this just be something he's doing to jockey for negotiating position or just to kind of build something for the fight? Is there a, did, is there a person that you think that he wants or that he indicated he wants? He hasn't really said anything. Like He's very bad at pr- promotion, right? He's not good at it. Like When you look at guys like Adesanya or even Volkanovski, after they win a fight, they're already picking out their next opponent. They're yeah. getting in the face. True. They're getting the camera on them. And I'm like, why aren't you doing this? Do you not like money? Do you understand what self-promotion is? He doesn't, even with the Kobe buildup, there wasn't a lot of buildup until fight week because Kobe's a trash talker, obviously. So he said something stupid at the press conference because Leon wasn't promoting this fight all, all the time. I'm like, you're a champion now. You have the belt. Like, you have to keep the division, the eyes on the division. By not, You don't even have to trash talk. Just say, hey, I'm, I'm here to be the best in the world. Let me fight the next best guy in line, and that's Billy B. I have the, t- I have the highest... Uh, uh, you know, number of wins in a row. And he has second highest number of wins in a row, nine wins in a row versus 12 wins in a row. Let's do it. Let's see who's, who's the be- better man here. Like there's a lot of promotion here. We have unfinished business. There's a lot of stuff that can be sold here. And he's just being quiet, not looking, not saying anything. I'm like, bro, you, I don't know what you're doing. Who's in your corner. You need a PR person, but you know, be better. Man, because I'm, Jim, no, I'm, I'm just looking at the last three fights with, with uh, Bilal taking out, uh, you know, you got Vicente Luque, Sean Brady. Really, yes. that was so quick. Whenever you beat somebody, and then after you beat them, they do extremely well. The way Sean Brady just did with uh, Sean Brady was on fire versus Kelvin uh, Gaston. Yes, that, he looked he looked amazing. So for his fight right before that is to lose to you. Hey man, let me tell you. That's got to make you feel pretty good. You, I know you were watching. You might be friendly with Kelvin, but I'm sure you were like, yeah, Sean, <laughs> no, right? I mean, that must make you feel good to do what you did to Sean Brady and to show that, hey, look, look, this guy's an animal. Look what I did with him. Yeah, 100%. Because after I beat him, you know, he was ranked, he was 15 and 0, and they all said he was going to be the next big thing. And then I go out there, dominate him, finish him. And then everybody after that was like, oh, well, Sean Brady's not that good. And then he kept he kept waiting and waiting for his next fight. I was like, bro, let him fight so people could see how good he really is. Yeah. yeah. To finish a guy like Kelvin Gastelum, who went to war with Adesanya, he went to war with Chris Curtis. Like he's been at all these big fights, and for him to get finished and dominated by a guy right. like Sean Brady, who I dominated, it shows you how good I am. Like now people need to open their eyes and realize, oh, this guy, he's legit. That's yeah. true, man. I was so upset when. After I uh, beat Frank Trigg, he never want to fight again. I was like, come on, man. <laughs> right? Got nothing left in the tank, you motherfucker. Really? Anyway, we always like to bring him up. You uh, do You do deserve the shot. I, I would love to see you get it. I mean, I think it's fair. But Colby, as much as, as of an asshole as he is, he does prove that that works because it gets you title shots because – People will pay to watch him fight because they hate him. Um, I, I guess the thing is that as much as that's an annoying formula, financially it does work because it generates fan interest, even in seeing you lose. Yeah, I mean, I think in the, the day and age we are in now, the Twitter world with the trolls and all this dumb stuff where guys want to be that trash talker, that, that dumb stuff. But for me, I'm not. I'm never going to fake anything, right? I'm not going to sit there and get out of character because at the end of the day, my legacy, my family, those are the ones that – that truly matter to me. So for me to go out there and embarrass myself like a Kobe, where you, you have to go that low and it's like, bro, who raised this guy? This guy looks stupid. I have young kids that are looking up to me and I don't want them to think that you have to do that. Like GSP never had to do that. He never had to do the trash talking. Habib never had to do the, the crazy trash talking. 
He did it in the cage with dominant performances. And that's what I'm doing it with dominant performances. But also, I'm not a, I'm not one to shy away from talking. If there's something there, right. but like I said, my last opponents, they're all like the most respectful guys out here. So I'm not gonna sit there and trash talk a guy like Wonder Boy uh and for him just like to smile in my face back. So it's like there's I'm not gonna I don't have to fake it or force it. I'm like, bro, if I have to, I'm, I could do it, but there's no need to to be something that I'm not. Well, you're a good talker anyway, and you're funny, and you, you have a lot of personality. Some guys just don't have personality, or they're too quiet. You don't need to be fake and blast people, because you you know conversationally, you can get people interested in the fight just by promoting it and talking about it. Some guys can do that. You're one of those guys that can do that. Uh, yeah, exactly. And for me, it's like like I said, it's I'm not a I'm not a uh, an airhead. I understand what promotion is. I know how to promote a fight, regardless. And I can do that. Just give me my shot for the UFC. So when I do have a title fight, you'll you understand. All right, well, dang, we had a diamond in the rough this whole time. We should have gave him a title fight five, 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 five ago. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, well, listen, you definitely fucking earned it. Are you still doing that game show you do with uh, yeah. John Maddox's brother? Yeah, yeah, me and Jason Attic. Hey, Jimmy. Yes. Well, only because I know Bilal's going to bring it up in a second, but I'll just beat him to the punch. <laughs> sure. Bilal, I was, I'm a champion, Jimmy. Not in the UFC. Well, Okay, in the UFC. Yes, you are a champion in all areas, man. Also, on the game show. What's it called again? Remember the show. How do I forget that? (laughs) (laughs) I forget. Remember remember the show. Mm -hmm. I went versus the very tall and and dangerous Michael Chiesa. Jimmy. Yes, Matt. I'm not telling a long story. I thought you were going to ask me about it. I won, Jimmy. Oh, I was assuming you won. I mean, I don't think you've right. been up here. I, I, I knew you wanted to hear about it. It's a fun, it's a fun game show, Jimmy. Yeah, you beat Kiesa, right? Yeah, yeah I dominated him. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah it was fun. Anyway, <laughs> listen, I'm glad you're still doing that. How do people watch that? Listen to that. Uh, we're on YouTube, but now we're, we're hopefully we're trying to get a deal with Fight Pass so we get on Fight Pass and, you know, get a bigger platform so yeah i I think every fighter that comes on there is loves it and i was just in i was weight cutting right now with andre feely and feely's like oh let me get on your game show and i was like oh you know about my game show he's like yeah bro let me come (laughs) on all right cool that's good that's fun yeah oh you were the that's right you you were the backup for the fight yeah yeah i was over there cutting weight uh and you know it's hard right because after you do a weight cut you're like you get the prize the prize is the fight where you're like yeah i finally get the fight and it was just like so anticlimactic. I was sitting at home and I was like, so do I eat trash right now? Or do I like, do, am I still fighting tomorrow? So we were, we were ment- mentally in the fight zone up until like noon of fight day on Saturday. And I was like, all right, I don't think nobody's going to call. Uh, yeah. At that point you could like, you know, have a pizza and whatever else. Did you, yeah. let me ask you, did, did you, uh, have, has anybody ever uh, like, uh, gotten the fight, a championship fight by being second like that. Has that, has that, has that worked for anybody in anybody's favor where they said, yeah, I'll cut the weight and I'll be there. And they wound up getting the fight. I think there was a couple of very close ones. Um, the Cannoneer one, when he was back up for Sean Strickland in Australia, I think Sean Strickland was close to getting pulled from that fight, uh, for visa issues, I think. And then I think they're going to move in Cannoneer. Uh, the, the last one with, uh, Volkanovski and Gamera. Gamera was the backup, but they ended up doing it for Volkanovski. But I don't think there's really any of that switch on the day of. Well, okay. raging ally Aquinta. I mean, that oh. was. A, oh yeah. yeah, that was like within 
That was that was at the uh, yeah that was the day before that was. But crazy. wasn't he there already, Matt? Wasn't he already? Yeah, fighting? He, he was supposed was, to fight Paul Felder, right? He was gonna fight Paul Felder. Uh-huh. And he got switched. I still so want that, that was, fucking that fight. Was that was a good fight, really good fight. Raging Al, arguably, arguably gave him one of his toughest. Well, he definitely gave him one of his toughest fights. He lasted. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, Raging Raging Al is a stud. Yeah, and I'm still heartbroken about that Paul Felder fight. Paul Felder Ally Aquinta is a fight that I, I really, really wanted to see. And it was very rarely in the UFC do they come close and not get it for you. Like, they always seem to find a way to match it up. But that one felt like, fuck, that was just one that uh, almost won't yeah. happen. Paul's talking shit. about coming back. Oh, is he really? Yeah, Paul's, Paul's training again. He started to hit pads again. And he's like, yeah, maybe I will one more. He gets a big name. Yeah, I quit that Paul would be a fun fight to come back for. Oh, both that'd guys. be a good fight. That would be a good fight. I'll talk to Al. I know he's killing it in his real estate, but I'll talk to him. I, I quit the real uh, real estate in Wantua, New York. I give him a plug. Uh, <laughs> hey, listen, I'll definitely, I'll ask that. I'll definitely ask him about that. But let me ask you guys about Tony Ferguson and and Patty. What do yeah. you think? One about the fight, and two, what do you think is going to happen here for Tony? Man, honestly, he just looked he looked old. Like he looked. I mean, I think he looked like he should have retired after that Nate Diaz fight. He just looked very old and slow in there. And this one, I think. He's trying to reach and trying to change something up, right? Let me let me get David Goggins. Maybe that that'll fix something. But it's like he's not a MMA guy. He's not a coach. Like you yeah. remember, it was yeah. never about working hard for you. It was about skills. And I think Father Time is undefeated. At some point, you have to realize, all right, well, I don't belong in here. For Patty, he had a year off. He looked pretty good, right? His striking looked yeah. better. He looked like he gassed a little bit in the third round. But oh. it's still a great name to have on your resume. To have a guy like Tony Ferguson on your resume, it doesn't matter how old he is. It's like, hey, I had Tony Ferguson on my resume. That's a huge name for me, and let's move up from here. I would yeah, just be scared of what's next for Tony. Like, I'd like him to have something he's passionate about because he looks like a – listen, listen, all of us that, that fight in the cage or fought in the cage – might have some issues, Bilal. I'm not judging you. I know I'm fucking not normal. But uh, <laughs> but my point is, what's next? If you have to have something, that, like I think some guys need this, need this to keep them out of trouble. And I don't think this, he's a party guy. I just think he's got to exercise some demons that they might not be fucking exercised yet. I think that, uh, you know, he needs this outlet. I, wor- I would wonder what would be next for Tony. He'd be a good motivational person. When you listen to him talk, he believes in himself. He's so unorthodox. Um, He's not afraid to take chances. He doesn't think he's fucking afraid of anything. I think he'd be a good motivational guy. Or I don't know if he would want to open a school, but I think he would do something uh, motivational. He would do very well if he wanted to do that. Yeah, I mean, for for me, even like in between fights, it's that hard part where you're like, I don't got a fight coming up. What do I do? Like, I love the gym. I love to be in the gym. I love to train. Obviously, Tony's probably one of those guys, too, where he's so addicted to it. And I'm sure he has an addictive personality. So it's just finding that next thing. And that even for myself, it's like, all right, well, let me try this podcast. Let me see if I'm good at this or I like talking about this. Try other avenues of, you know, making money. And I think that's what Tony just needs to find. Yeah, maybe he could be a, a personal trainer or, uh, yeah, one of those motivational maybe, guys or just like, maybe, maybe, crazy, something nuts. Yeah, maybe stand-up comedy. Did you ever hear that muffin joke? <laughs> did you ever hear his muffin joke? No, I did what not. What was the muffin joke, Matt? Producer, uh, Jake the producer, please find 
Tony Ferguson's muffin joke and play that on air for us. I'll oh, my you God. I didn't, and then he I, I didn't say it. He almost said it again after Joe, he lost the fight and Joe was going to – it's pretty bad. But, really? Like, oh, no. I, you can't unhear it once you hear it. <laughs> I heard it. Didn't he tell it on our show? I don't remember it. Yes, I believe he did. I think I asked him about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you do remember it, it's not memorable. I don't remember the muffin joke. I don't joke, remember no. exactly, but I remember the, the part when I go, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not saying I'm doing a cringy face. I'm just, You're a little uncomfortable. I just wanted to put the lampshade on and shut the light light off. Listen, I don't know what's next from below. After you capture the belt and defend it many times, let's say many, many moons from now, what do you see yourself doing after your fighting career is done? Honestly, I, I really like the analyst work. I like the desk work that I've been doing with ESPN. I'm, yeah, I could end up being a personality like a, a, a Cormier or something, commentating. I commentate Anthony Pettis' show on Fight Pass. I really like it. Oh. I'm getting better at it. I want to just keep continue growing with that. That could be you, fun. Yes, you're good at that too. You wonder what Paul Felder's thinking. Like you have a great desk job. Like you're doing you're you're doing uh, commentary. Maybe he's just maybe that little. Just watching everybody do it every week might be hard. Yeah, you get that little itch. And you can just tell Paul's so competitive. That's why he got into the Ironman stuff. But I think his hip started hurting, or he hurt his hip really bad because of all the running he's been doing. Oh. So now he's like, oh, my God, I can't do that anymore. So let me just go back to fighting. Because he was never a guy that retired because he was getting beat up. He was he was still at the top of his game, honestly. He was still very good. And yeah. there's still a lot of big fights out there for him. I think he only retired just because he was so close to the title fight. Then he lost his split decision to Hooker, and it was like depleting for him. And how old is Paul Felder? He's 36, maybe? I think he's like 38 right now. Oh, is he 30? Okay, yeah, he can, he can definitely have a few fights left if he stays healthy. I mean, I would love to see Felder fight again. Yeah, for 100%. And like you said, there's there's fighters that he hasn't fought. I like went up. He hasn't fought Dustin Poirier yet. There's oh. uh, there's some fun ones. Michael Chandler, that would be a whole freaking great one. I would, yeah, I, listen, I would. he's got my – anytime Paul Felder uh, feels like coming back, he's got my money. We got the video. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. We got the video in case Tony Ferguson wants to go into stand-up comedy. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. So there's these two muffins, right? They're sitting in the oven. One muffin looks at the other muffin and says, holy shit, it's hot in here. The other muffin says, holy shit, talking muffin. 
guys, guys, <laughs> guys, is this thing off? Jimmy. Oh my God. I, I'm going to take that to the mothership. Oh my God. Jimmy, I, I, I love, you I love that Tony. Do you watch Kill Tony? Yeah. Uh, yes. I, mean, I don't know why. I love yeah. Kill Tony. And then when I, when I, whenever I always listen to it every week and when I hear it's like somebody like goes up to that's terrible. It's like, bro, that's like the worst feeling ever. Like Tony would like, Tony needs to bring that, that joke to Kill Tony and see what he would say. Yeah. I would, I would be nice to see him analyze that. <laughs> If he did that on Kill Tony, it wouldn't go well, and then Tony would kill everybody. So it'd be scary. So you know, yeah. But uh, listen, hey, we're all a little odd in our own way. Yes, I I wish nothing but the best for Tony Ferguson, and uh, I think he said he's got different deals with going with this and that. Hopefully, he's got something going on. But I think uh, I don't know, man. I I, I don't. I think it, I don't. I don't know if he's coming back from this. You know, I don't know. Can I say I think the worst part of the muffin joke was the yeah, point, Jimmy, smile, the point and smile at the camera after, like instead of it, like I I always have to acknowledge if a joke bombs and it happens a lot and I just acknowledge it and I I can't not. So when when uh, when the muffin he finished the muffin joke he pointed and smiled at the camera like we're all on the same page, um, but he should have probably just went uh, I, I apologize he should apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, hey, all I know is Adam Hunter didn't write that for him. I'm pretty sure he didn't do it. Listen, oh my gosh. <laughs> would you ever think about trying Apple L? You didn't do that, did you? Adam Hunter actually was going to put me on, you know, when he, when he was having the fighters do their, uh, his yeah. comedy show. I was going to be on the last one and I, I had a whole skit uh, ran out, but he ended up having to cancel it. But uh, I was, honestly, I was super nervous because I was like, I was playing it to my family and like telling them, am I acting it out right? Am I saying it right? Some of the, I thought some of the jokes would be good, but uh, I never got my shot to do it on stage. Why'd they cancel the show? Was there, was it just a scheduling thing or did he tell you? I think, why? yeah, Adam Hunter said it was just like scheduling uh, something messed up. Fight Pass wasn't there or something like that. But uh, hopefully he does it again because I, I went over there and he had like Cejudo on there before. He had Frankie Edgar up there doing it, Andre Feely. So uh, just to see how I would do it. I always wanted to try it. Andre uh, Feely seemed pretty comfortable up there. But you know what? I think he's on a mic a lot because he does the whole fucking... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. That kind of thing. The yeah, posture. yeah. So I think he's pretty comfortable in front of a, on a mic in front of people. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, uh, I think you should I think you should try that. I tried it once on looking for a fight. And it was so much fun. I'd never do it again. But it's very, it's very nerve-wracking. Like... Um, it, it it's it gives you a similar feeling to, to fighting, believe it or not. Jimmy might not agree with that. But I, I was agree. feeling it. Like, literally, when I was just doing it for my family, and I was like, dang, they didn't laugh at that joke. And it was just like, it starts getting in your head, and you're like, all right, let me switch something else. Let me talk a little bit faster. Let me let me do something else. And it's like, oh, I need to switch the game plan. Did you write the uh, jokes, or did... Um... No, I wrote the jokes, yeah. You wrote the jokes? Yeah. I like that. I don't like when people write them for you. Oh, no, yeah, that's what I said. I'm like, bro, I, like, if I'm going to do it, I want to do it myself. Because, like, th- what I find funny, I think a lot of people would find funny. And I, even with Twitter, like, I'll tweet some stuff out, and I think it's funny, and I'll just like, yeah, hey, let me just go with it. If somebody, if they, hey. they laugh, they laugh. If they hate, they hate, whatever. Sure. So you had a little bit, you had a, a few bits in the uh, in the old arsenal. Yeah, no, I had some good ones. And I had some ones that, you know, people would be like, because the funniest jokes to me are like, not yeah. racist, but like yeah. that, right on the edge of that stuff. So hey, like, listen, well, below you might sure. get away with it. I'm not being like that. I don't want <laughs> yeah. that to sound racist. 
<laughs> Listen, Bilal, this is what I want to do. Because you're a guy, you're a fighter, and you're, you, you're used to dealing with pressure. I don't know if you know about my little perverted friend over here, Jimmy. He, sorry about the perverted thing. No, you're right. Uh, now he's a married man. But uh, Jimmy is a world-class comedian. Did you know that about oh, Jimmy? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. I, listen. Thank you. Like, I don't assume that people know that I shocked the world. And I don't assume that <laughs> Jimmy's not it. But my point is this. Come on, man. Tony did the muffin joke. Just give us one. Give us, reach into that little bag of tricks that you heard to kill Tony. This is nothing like that. This is just no. Jim listening to a joke. I don't Go ahead. <laughs> Whatever you like. You never got a smile like that. That's I have to. Listen, this is Dana calling up saying, you got the shot. You, you don't say, I, I can't do it. This is, this is an audition for that. You could crash. You look at Jimmy. He's drinking his goblet like Caesar. Ha <laughs> Entertain me. Dude, <laughs> come on. Bilal, I want you to take a deep breath. And I want you to think about that Adam Hunter special. And think about your family possibly booing you. In the, I don't know what they were doing. But <laughs> give us your best one. All right, let me go to my notes. Let me go to my notes real quick. Go to your notes. Go yeah, to your notes. You, go, you always take your time. It's, I understand. Take it's on the spot. Take your time. Couple deep breaths. <laughs> yeah. You want me and Jimmy? We could talk for a second. Yeah, we'll, we'll just. Uh, yeah, we to talk. We'll All just right, chat we'll for a right second. Yo, come right back. This is great. Now I know Adam Hunter a long time, like years and years from New York. He's very funny. Um, and I'm Adam Hunter. I really love Adam Hunter. I'm so happy that he's uh, doing so well, and everybody knows how good this guy is. Adam Hunter, and he was from, I believe, was he from Long Island? He's a New York guy. I don't know. Um, but I would see him at the clubs all the time, Boston Comedy Club in the, in the cellar. I would see him, you know, for years I saw Adam. Jimmy, I still have tape on my um, chest from our show the other day. Do you really? I took that tape off during the show. That fucking clear tape was driving me nuts. I'm not doing this to show my abs. Well, look. Oh, no, I hope not. I can't see. Uh, I don't have my glasses. Well, well, then why am I showing you that? Are you showing below? Oh, Bilal's reading his notes. I understand. Right. He's, he's going over. He's just well, making a quick decision. He's on a mission for a title, and he's on a mission for some chuckles. All right. Well, it, it is a weird fear, like the What's fear that? of performing. It's a fear of embarrassment. Like it's such an odd thing that we, we, as human beings, it's ingrained in us to be afraid to be embarrassed. I, I don't know why, but it, it it's a, that's a, for me. That's the scarier part. Uh, like getting hurt scares me about fighting, but it's more the fear that I'm just going to embarrass myself more than even getting punched. It's just the Jimmy, idea of the humiliation. Listen to me. If you took a fight, and even if it's a, on a very amateur level, you did a jiu-jitsu match and you talked about it, even though I am a professional at, uh, professional at the highest level yes. and I achieved what, you know, very few have. Some say, would say it's impossible, yes. Yes, yes. They said that to me when I was trying to achieve it. Uh, I would still listen to you and be like, wow, that's your experience. So in the comedy game, you know, I'm no stand-up comedian. You're the I'm just a silly fellow that used to fight the games. <laughs> so for me to be at the Laugh Factory in front of Adam Hunter, Brian Kalen, David Spade, David Spade. I don't know. I said that twice. Yeah, you uh, did. Dana White, Dean Thomas. All right, the list is starting to drop off. Sure. The point is, Hagen Machado was there. Uh, to me, that's a big deal. Yeah. I came to see Mercer do comedy. But the point is this, Jimmy. 
in a situation like that, you either sink or you swim. I was like a dolphin on that stage. You were swimming, yes. I was like a shark. I was up there. I had one bit in me. And let me tell you something. I hit it, maybe not out of the park, but I got it. I got to the third base. It was a very good set. It, I had a, it, it was, and know what it was? A hundred percent came from this noodle right here. So I was proud of it. If you're looking, you say, Matt, you're not going to say it like that, but if people yeah, are interested Matt. in seeing, they're not going to say, Jimmy, stop it. Yeah. Well, well, hold on. Get to your notes. One second. Yeah. If they want to see my stand up comedy, uh, I'm done with it. I retired. That was my yeah. one. It's on the LA episode of Dana White looking for the for a fight. It's a very tongue tied today. And uh, the episode where we're at the donut shop, you see me in the uh, yeah. All right, back to Bilal Muhammad. Yeah, I, I couldn't oh. tell Bilal was listening or looking through his notes. It's, it's hard to tell. But I sorry, think, one, one second. Oh, we're almost there. Okay, take your time. There's no rush. Listen, I know. Just give us the thumbs up when you're ready. No rush. Yeah, yeah. We don't feel we'll go rushed. Go back to me talking about me, Matt. Now, if somebody wanted to see your stand up comedy debut, where could they see it? Well, let's talk about your episode. Your, don't you have something on Netflix? What do you have? Um, I have a stand-up special, and a, uh, I was on The Degenerates season two. That's on Netflix. Both stand-up, yeah. What is your stand-up special called? Mouthful of Shame. Wow. Is that right? Yeah. Embarrassed by what goes into my mouth and what comes out of it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Jimmy, yes, I want to watch your special now. And then after that... I'm going to put in YouTube. Look around. Yeah. It's the LA episode of Dana White looking for a fight. Yeah. Yeah. All myself, right. Dean Thomas, he rises to the occasion. It was very good. Yeah. Dina, Dean's huh? funny, though. Dean is, I've seen Dean do stand up. Uh, he's funny. Yes. Yes. Dean, Dean, Dean's very uh, natural. Dean's a personality. Yeah. Well, I was going to give us a thumbs up anytime he's ready. No yeah. rush. He's peeking. No he's rush. looking. Listen, he's looking. Just like, this is the equivalent of that Aliquinta fight versus Habib. He's got. This guy's less noticed than that. I, I literally put him on the spot. And he's uh, looking through his notes and he's going, yes, but that's long or wait. Huh? Jimmy, Jimmy, I'm going to fix like, that. Yes. Just like fighting. Yep. It's timing. Sure. We know Bilal's got the balls. The guy fights in a cage versus the deadliest mm -hmm. guys on the planet. We know he's got the nuts. We know he has the courage. He might be a little afraid, but what is what did Dustin Poirier say in the cage that time? After to Michael Chandler? What'd he say? He goes, I was afraid. But, uh, and then he gave that famous quote, you know? Yeah, he definitely had it in his pocket. But what, there is no courage without fear. You know who else said that? Was no. Bill Paxton in uh. Edge of Tomorrow. That's a great movie. Uh. Edge of Tomorrow. Wait, is he giving us thumbs up? Are you? One second. <laughs> okay, he's still looking. Below, this is so much fun. I'm, this, <laughs> it's, it's, I'm in, this is like building up anticipation. But um, Bilal's stuff might be, too, it, it might be where he talks a little bit and builds into something, which is harder to do on the spot. And some of it might be like, you know, so I remember the first time, like it might not just be set up punchline. Listen, Jimmy. Yeah. What are you doing? This is like me getting you into a first tournament and going, well, he's just going to try his best. It's Jimmy, stop. Look That's at me. All you, all you can do is your best. No, stop. Listen to me. Yes. That guy is a cage fighter at the highest level. Yep. MMA fighter, man. He's about, he's going to be, he, listen, very soon, he might be not on the, he might not be returning all calls because he played the champion. I understand. And, uh, you know, 
below. You just give us a thumbs up when you're ready. I listen. <laughs> I I can't wait because this is the thing. A lot of guys would be like, "Oh no, I'm too shy." Not Bilal Muhammad. He's game. Yes, That's he why is. they'll remember the name. Let's fucking go. But we're taking right. up. But if, if it gets if it gets bad, you guys have to you guys have to like cut this from the program. <laughs> if it gets bad, we'll just uh, we'll just we'll just we'll just kick you out of the thing. We'll just end the end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Bilal, just have fun. Just have fun. We're having fun. We're just yeah, absolutely. There's no pressure at all. No pressure at all. Okay. One second. Hold up. Take your, yeah. take your time. Okay. Yeah, Jimmy. Nice and relaxed. Yeah. It's just I mean, three guys shooting the shit. Just shooting, just oh, chatting. Just chit chat. You know? Just, it's like to ease into it a little bit. Yeah. You know? All right. Hey, Blair. What's up, man? Hey. What's up, guys? Hey. Well, welcome out. Thank, thank you guys all for coming tonight. You know, uh, being a UFC fighter. I, I always like to think of things like in movie concepts, right? You know, with UFC fighters, we have a lot of guys that have been trying acting. And we have certain guys that I think would do very well in certain roles in movies. We have Sean Strickland, who would do probably very well in American History X. We have uh, Uriah Faber, who would be probably well in, uh, you know, Ninja Turtles. And then we got uh, DC, who would do very well in uh, the movie Precious. You say precious? Yeah, that's fucking great. Yeah, is that the? Yeah, that's a joke. That's funny. That, 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 that was good. Yeah, that I had my finger on the camera off button. I I was expecting to do that, but I gotta be honest. Uh, no. Sean in American History X, funny. Uh, uh, Uriah, what did you put Uriah in? What movie did you I put, put him in? Ninja Turtles. That was either between Ninja Turtles and Iron Man. Oh, Ninja Turtles, definitely. That's that. That's why, the, uh, why yeah. Iron Man? Not yeah. Iron Man. Why Iron Man? You know, good-looking white guy. Not big. You right? That's Facebook? too complimentary. That's too complimentary. Yeah, yeah Ninja Turtles is not big because he's a little guy. And he's a little yeah. Turtle. yeah. Uh, but the precious one was that. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, yeah, DC, this, especially the retired DC. That is great. That's fine. That is phenomenal. But well, I liked it, man. Yeah, dude. He answered the call right there. Yep. I put out the banners and he didn't say, I don't know. It doesn't look the odds. He just, good job, Bilal. Yeah. Hey, man, one more time. I, I had a good one. Maybe, I, maybe I'll send you my notes to see if I, this one's a little bit too too bad. This was this was too racist. All right. I got some I, good ones for I, you guys. All right. Am I, wait, hold on. Am I liking that joke too much? <laughs> no, yeah. no, I, Bilal, I thought he, I, he surprised me. You really are going crazy for it, Matt. Going, yeah, he does. <laughs> I love DC. I just thought that that was very. It was good. It, it was I, a good joke. It surprised me. I was yes. I was afraid that I'd have to pretend to laugh. So good job, yeah. Bilal. Yeah, good job. That's good, Jimmy. What yes. else do we got with Bilal? What else you want to ask him? I I I believe personally that he should be fighting for the yeah. belt. And also, really, before we let you go. What do you think of this whole Ian Gary thing, man? I mean, geez, I don't feel that bad for him for this for this one thing. He was attacking poor Neil Magny when Neil Magny didn't fucking, you know, he didn't say anything malicious about uh, doing anything like wrong to it. 
like, you know, like disciplining his kid too hard, or he was just making a dad joke, and the guy ran with it, and and then he was gloating now. Oh, I was in his head because I said this, and he said that, and I used it against him. So it's all I, I'm not saying it's karma, but it's I don't know. What do you think about the whole situation? Honestly, it's kind of like it's weird, right? Yeah, because you said he he brings it on himself and he wants that type of attention. And then I was it, it makes me think that, man, is he happy that he's even getting this attention? But the only thing that I don't like is that his wife's involved now, his kids involved. And when you're bringing family involved, like they didn't have to be a part of the whole thing. Like you can make it in front of me or whatever I want. But like you said, he brought in Neil Magny's kid. And Neil Magny was like, said he was fighting for custody of his kid at the time. So that's hard. So like, honestly, I don't feel bad for him. And it's kind of like the same thing with Sean Strickland this last weekend at the press conference where he got super upset uh, with Driscus talking about him and his dad. And he took that personally, but the stuff that Strickland says is the worst, most vile things ever. And it's like, bro, like if you can uh, take it, don't give it because now you're, you're jumping in the crowd. You're starting fights with somebody for words that he said, but you say worse things to him. I don't Even know the he, way well, I, don't, I was going to say, Jimmy, I don't think he jumped on him for the words he said. I think he, I think he just jumped on him because he's yeah. kind of nutty and he likes to fight. He's one of those guys. Are you guys, did you guys, you know, patch up your uh, little back and forth or you just guys don't get along? You would- oh, no, I don't like him at all. Yeah, like I was, I was, I was trying to get closer to get a couple free licks on him while he was, uh, him and Drickus were fighting in the crowd. Oh, you saw uh, that? <laughs> yeah, I was standing right there and I saw it and I saw him like just standing in a chair and moving. I was like, oh, wow, this is, this is pretty funny. I mean, for the UFC, it's great publicity, right? You get to yeah. see it now for the fight. You could build that off of that because. That press conference was like nothing but curse words going back and forth and swearing at each other. But now you got this video, kind of like the bus incident, where there's something to to promote now. And now I want to watch that fight more. And Sean was smart because he moved kids out of the way. He's not a complete maniac. And he also, like, Drake is ducked down a little bit. And Sean was raining punches down on his upper shoulders and back, like... He wasn't trying to drop an elbow in the guy's jaw. Uh, I, I thought there could have been a lot worse things he did if he really wanted to, which would have been bad news if you do something that puts him out of the fight. Uh, yeah, I, I thought he was really smart. So if I'm going to street fight somebody, like at this point, it's going to be, I'm going to slap you or I'm going to do like what Matt Sarah did and take you down and mount you and, and put you in those positions because it's so easy to break your hand. It's so easy to hurt your knuckles uh, on somebody's head with no gloves on. And it's like, I don't get paid to fight outside of the cage. So if I'm going to be outside of the cage, you want to do something, I'll give you a good open hand slap because they, I can still hurt you, but I won't hurt my hands off. And I can still go trade it the next day. Yeah, I guess. The, didn't they, in, in, in some of the old, old fights, didn't a lot of those guys say that they, instead of punching, would hit with their hand just because they didn't want to break their hand in the middle of the fight? Yeah, it's, and that's the worst thing, right? Because it takes forever to get surgery and you're sitting out for so long. And it's like, why would I want to do this for free? If we're going to be doing this in a couple months, down the line, I, I, I'm going to get paid for it, and I don't want to take a chance of not losing a check because I got emotional outside of the cage. Yeah, that's true, man. It's not worth it. And yeah. back to the bomb strikes really quick, a shout-out to uh, Boss Rutten, the legend. Yep. He was fighting something called Pancrease over in Japan, and it was a, it was like an MMA-type organization, but they'd have these big boots on, so that's what, and it wears like Speedos. So the Japanese were good with the leg locks. It'd be sticky on those big boots. But yep. anyway... They had to fight with open hand. No gloves, open hand. So he would be knocking guys out with palm strikes back in the day. Bass I was just with him. I was with him at the, the karate combat. I was down there watching that. and He was commentating at him in GSP. So, yeah, it was pretty cool to see him. He's a great guy. Yeah. yeah. 
And then, Bilal, you're a great guy. Yes, and thanks I, for coming, I, man. I will go on your show again, but only when asked. asked. And, uh, you know, I like to defend the belts. I didn't get a belt, but I had a win. My brother, I appreciate you. We're going to get a belt. We're going to get a belt. We're a champion's, uh, champions tournament, tournament bracket. So, yeah, we'll, we'll be getting a call from us. Definitely. Jimmy, you should go on that show, too. I'm not a fighter. Oh, you don't need to be a fighter. It's about trivia. Oh, okay. Well, if you if you want to reach out to me, if you want me to, I don't want to put you on the spot. If you feel no, it, you're not putting me on the spot. You put me on the spot with a joke. Like to have a guest like you on my show is not putting me on the spot. It's putting you on the spot. Well, uh, I suck at trivia too, but I'll be happy to. Uh, what's a typical trivia question? I'm not very good at trivia. A lot of it's just pictures. So we do a lot of like, all right, two fighters had a baby. How would they look? And then I'll make like a, a filtered picture of it. So it's cool like that, or just like normal fighter nicknames. There's not nothing crazy. No, it's very simple. Okay. And by Jimmy's answer, I guess I should apologize for putting you on the spot about me going on your show. Thanks, Jimmy. Make me look well, like an asshole. I mean, poor Bala, what's he going to say? You should have us on. We'll show you. And all right, all right. <laughs> we have fun. I love you guys on there. Bala right. knows we have fun. Bala, anything else you want to promote, buddy? No, man. I appreciate both of you guys, man. Thank you guys for having me on because there's a lot of guys out here that aren't pushing uh, my narrative that I deserve this title fight. So I, anytime anybody has on the same frame as me. You guys understand what it is. You're an OG of the game and you understand how hard it is to, to be oh, yeah. in this game, have a 10 fight winning streak. So yeah. thank you. Appreciate you. And hopefully the world keeps pushing my name. Yep. Yeah. Hopefully you're next below. And uh, we'll talk to you again. If you get, if you get the shot, we'll get you right before you fight. And uh, I definitely think you deserve it. So hopefully, hopefully within a few months, we'll hear something. Thank you guys. Okay. Pal, take care. Be good. Peace. Take care, man. Yeah. All and he right. raised a good point too, Matt. Leon did, Go the long route. Like we remember we talked about Leon Edwards for a few years. We were fucking yelling about Leon Edwards. Where's his shot? So um hey, hey. I hope he gets it. He answered the call, man. He's fun. Yeah. He's yeah, I fun. Love he played along. Yep, he's great. That took, so that took some guts, Jimmy. Yep. I want to promote Matt. My, uh, Wednesday night, Frat Black Pussycat. It's been selling out every week. And if you want to see what I'm up to in my personal life, my wife and I have a YouTube channel. Uh, which is actually a lot of fun just doing dumb videos because uh, I get a lot of questions about my marriage. So if you want to watch Nikki and Jim NYC on YouTube and uh, my tour is starting in February, tickets on sale for uh, New Jersey, Connecticut, Texas, Oklahoma City, California, go to jimnorton.com. Oh, Jimmy, you're doing so well for yourself. Well, you know, it's a bunch of things. Hopefully I don't starve. You're doing great. Jimmy, I will be talking to you in a couple of days, my friend. Yes, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, the great Bilal Muhammad. And Matt, I'll talk to you soon. I would love to get Leon Edwards on the show if, if we could. Let's get Leon on. We love Leon. All right, buddy. All right. Bye, buddy. See you, Matt. Bye, everyone. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. <laughs> 